brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Special for you. It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Welcome in, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. You can live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Got a great show for you, as always. Got some media availability earlier today. Got to get eyes on this Cougar football team once again. Talk with coaches and players, getting some feedback on how they're looking and uh, you know what? What what uh, some projections are? Maybe win loss projections today, as we're now two weeks into fall camp and we're solidifying, shoring up the depth chart, getting to know who your playmakers are this year, and uh, where everybody stands as far as that internal competition is concerned. Now looking to make a transition, hopefully in the next week or so, into USF preparation. But I got some insight into how this team is performing through two weeks of fall camp, and we'll delve into that and discuss your win-loss projection as well. So keep us locked in to that 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960sports.com, the TuneIn app, the ESPN960 app. You can always download the app from the respective app stores in order to stream us and follow us. You can tell your smart speaker as well. Hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN 960 app. You can download the podcast as well. iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow me on Twitter at Criddle Benjamin. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 960 Sports. And the hotline is open to you as well, 844-442-0960. That's 844-442-0960. You got any questions? You got any commentaries? We'd love to hear from all you Cougar fans as it relates to fall camp and this Cougar football team. So 
Uh, keep us locked. We're going to keep it loaded full of information. My question of the day does revolve around uh, the win-loss prediction and why you feel that way, Cougar Nation. Uh, Dick Harmon, Desiree News, Cougar Sports Insider, uh, asked me what my win-loss projection was. And I was like, you know what, man, this is an interesting team. This is a team I'm very high on, a team that's extremely talented, that has depth where it counts most, I, I think. And yeah, you know, there's always a few weaknesses here and there, but I do believe that uh, in fall camp you can maybe shore up some of those weaknesses, give the reps out to where to those individuals that need them, get them experienced, get them confident heading into the college football season, and and hopefully you don't have those glaring weaknesses once the season begins or as you get into uh, the the midseason form of your team when injuries and uh, those nicks, those dings, those bruises begin to uh, stack up. So uh, he caught up with a number of media members, and it does seem that most are fairly optimistic about this BYU Cougar football team. you got to read it. Go to the Deseret news.com deseret.com and you can read through it the article is entitled a closer look at this year's cougars and some bold predictions so dick who's been covering the cougars for over 40 years gives uh, his thoughts his insight into this cougar football team and then he's asked a number of uh, beat writers a number of insiders uh, around the state to comment on their win-loss projection and where they're at and why guys like jay drew right beat writer deseret news eight and four with losses to baylor oregon arkansas and boise state also jay catch uh, former producer of cougar sports uh, now representing 1280 and locked on cougs says nine and three with losses to baylor notre dame and boise state i do like that boise state game that's a trap game for me mitch harper ksl sports nine and three losses to oregon notre dame and boise state that november game looks really tough uh i won't give you my prediction just yet but sean walker ksl.com uh eight and four losses to baylor oregon notre dame and boise state hans olsen host 1280 says 10 and two all right now also of an optimist here losses to notre dame and then one and one against baylor or arkansas he could not figure out which one which loss would come down the pipe Line, whether it's Baylor, Arkansas, uh, Dave McCann, Wise Guys podcast is ten and two losses at Oregon and uh, versus Notre Dame, and then um, uh, Dick Harmon himself nine and three with losses to Notre Dame, Oregon, and Boise State. So, give me your thoughts on this Cougar Nation as we delve into uh, one of our the most important questions of the day, which is what will the win loss. Uh, record for BYU Cougar football B in 2022. And give me the why, too. Give me some insight into uh, why you're feeling the way you are. Give me some specifics. want to hear from you Cougar fans. So keep us locked. We're going to keep it loaded full of information. Why don't we fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup music so I can introduce you to my co-host and the rest of the Star Center cast will be joining us for this Thursday edition of Cougar Sports. Representing KuConnect, KuConnect.com, former football coach himself at the high school level and uh baller shot collar in the nil world let's welcome in the one the only uh our good friend jake brandon to the show he's been a part of it now for the last month or so showing up and uh giving great insight jake how the heck are you bro dude i'm great man i'm i'm having a good day and i'm excited to be on the radio with you guys yes indeed how are things going with Coo connect right now they're good um we've kind of we've been going on instagram live and twitter live kind of prepping people for this but we've got a really big a really big change um, coming through. It's not it's not necessarily a change to anything we're doing, but we've got some software guys who've written a program. Shout out to those guys at One Stop Portal. It's going to pay the players royalties in perpetuity 
for um, selling subscriptions through their content or through sharing links. It's a big, big deal. I was talking nice. with people in compliance recently about it. We got it all green-lighted and approved. We've got uh, Isaac Rex, Blake Freeland, Mason Wake, um, Clark Barrington, Malik Moore. we got a bunch of guys going to go promote this and push this, and they're excited because they want those royalties. Um, and we're going to be kind of launching it out here right before the season starts. So we're really excited over Kukunek. That is awesome, man. Appreciate you being here to give us insight and knowledge into that world and also talk some Cougar football. Shout-out to Gavin Lee on the social media as well. we got Bryce Larson behind the glass, executive producer. Bryce, how are you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling great. Finally, I got to uh, go to fall camp today and got some eyes on this team. Hey, they're looking pretty good. We didn't get to see the ones or the twos. Um, but from what I saw, they were looking pretty good today. Yes, indeed. You, who did you catch up with? Who did uh, you uh, have a one-on-one interview with today? I chatted with Earl Tuioti Mariner. Um, it's up on the podcast right now if you want to go check it out, but we are going to play it a little bit later in the program as well. So, so What were some of your takeaways from uh, your one-on-one with Earl, Big Earl? Yeah, well, we just kind of went over his whole career here at BYU, and he was one of the guys who originally signed in the Bronco area, era. Yes. Um, I believe Joe Tukuafu is probably the only other guy on the roster that, that also did that. So I just kind of asked him what, it, what it's been like with Kalani as he's gone throughout his career. Um, and, you know, he said that with Kalani, it's kind of not as, I wouldn't call it laid back or relaxed, but he gives a little bit more freedom to the players. And he said that's something that, he, that he's really liked with Kalani. He trusts them. And so it kind of builds that relationship with with Kalani that that's been really good for him as well I love it and uh we'll listen to that later on in the show as we get to know this defensive line that is somewhat unheralded has not received a whole lot of credit for uh their their productivity uh, last few years it it's been maybe per BYU fans a little bit hit and miss along that defensive front there's uh, a little bit of skepticism as to whether or not they can uh fulfill their duties in order to stop the run as I mentioned Maybe a few. I think it was a couple of days ago when we had a poll today. What's your most frustrating? What's the most frustrating element of uh, of, of defense? If uh, if you can uh, you know put your finger on it, I, I gave you a few options: not stopping the run, uh, covering it, it, covering space while you're in zone coverage, rather than matching routes, not creating turnovers, etc. And and it was uh, I believe about seventy percent voted for stopping the run. Like if you can't stop the run, BYU fans are pretty ticked off about it. So uh, will they be able to stop the run? Will be will they be able to put pressure on the quarterback as well? So I was able to catch up with Janimal, the Latter-day St. Jorgensen, former BYU great and defensive analyst, working under Preston Hadley and in conjunction with him and under Elisa Tuiaki, your defensive coordinator and defensive line coach. It's nice to see BYU investing in analysts that can make an impact on the football field and help the development of these young men uh, on and off the football field. Uh, I saw him getting in work, by the way, with Tyler Batty after practice. Love that, seeing Jan work. And uh, I waited around because I really want to get caught up with him. I have about a 10-minute interview. Uh, you can check it out on my Twitter handle, at Criddle Benjamin. But also, if you want the entire interview, check it out uh, later on at the show. We're going to play that at 5.30. So, but check out the rest of our ESPN 960 starting lineup. Should be a fantastic show today. Brandon C. Gurney will join us at 345. He was uh, he was at media availability as well to get his thoughts, his commentary. John Kurtz, Big 12 insider, recently caught up with Bob, Bob Thompson, former executive of, uh, of Fox Sports and has executed many a TV deal. Get his thoughts on conference realignment and what's going down there. Uh, Parker Fleming, 
uh, a statistician, a man of the metrics, if you will, uh, college football insider as well, joining us at 4.30 to discuss some BYU football stats that may make, make BYU fans optimistic about 2022. And then uh, keeping up with the Cougars segment, Devon Blackman going to be joining us, Black 505 uh, He's been taking it to the University of Utah Twitter world and showing receipts while he's doing it. Yeah, he has, man. That has actually been great to follow. I had to, we had Devon in studio. We had him in studio a bunch of times, but I remember one of the times I asked him about that. I was like, "So, dude, was your offer really a non-committable offer?" He's like, "Heck no!" And I've got a paper somewhere, and I can prove it. And I guess he finally found it. I'm so so excited to get yeah, him on. Yeah, Utah, Utah. Fan. Look, confirmation bias is real amongst BYU fans and Utah fans, and sometimes uh, these rumors are just that rumors. Devon pulling out the receipts, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So love that. D. Black will join us at 5.05, give us his thoughts on this Cougar football team, and then Jan Jorg is in 5.30. We also have some Kalani Satake sound from the Rich Eisen show, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Thompson sound as well from the John Kurtz uh, uh, interview that he had with him. So we'll read between the lines and get into it with the nitty-gritty uh, here right now. Let's get into it. The nitty-gritty brought to you by Built Bar, Built.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty-gritty. So anyways, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty brought to you by Built Bar. Built.com, delicious, nutritious protein bars. The best in the business. Branch-chain amino acids your body needs in order to uh, sustain that energy you're looking for day in and day out. Why supplement with the caffeinated beverages when you can sink your teeth into 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious protein bar that will give you that nice, clean energy and satiate that hunger as well. Use it as a meal replacement. Use it as a as, as a dessert if you so choose. And use that Criddle 10 coupon code for 10% off a variety pack, 10% off your favorite flavor today. Criddle 10, Criddle 10, Criddle 10. That's Criddle 10. All right, so uh, – Kalani, head coach of BYU football, hopped onto the Rich Eisen show recently. And there was some great commentary here. I want to read between the lines a little bit and the nitty-gritty and discuss some of the, the comments that Kalani had with Rich Eisen. It was very comical, his, uh, his retorts to missionary age. And hey, you hear this uh, you know, all the time, right? And Kalani does the best way of uh, deflecting and, and answering these questions, I think. So let's get into it. Kalani, are your players being put through a tough and physical fall camp thus far. You know how it is. Everybody's in a bad mood. They're tired. They're sore, and uh, and nobody wants to hear about it. I mean, this is this is fall camp. It's supposed to be uh, tough, and, and and supposed to be grueling, and um, it tests you a little bit. But the the wonderful thing about it is it's it's bonding the guys really close together. They're all going to do it together, you know, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, kind of. You know, take take a little bit of the pressure off of them a little bit here, and just start prepping for the season. But right now, we've, we've got to lay a foundation of toughness and a foundation of working together and making sure they appreciate the opportunity to, get to do what they do and and who they get to represent. So, um, I want them to focus on on all the hard work that they did in the off season leading up leading up to this point to embrace the the opportunity. To uh, anytime you can get guys to be in, a, in an environment where. A grit and 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 toughness can be the outcome. Yeah, uh, I'm all for it as long as no one's getting hurt and <laughs> as long as it keeps feeding the culture of the team. There you go. As long as nobody's getting hurt, right? That's of note. But uh, we are getting to the point in fall camp, two weeks in, where 
the players are sick of competing with each other. They're sick of uh, maybe uh, uh, button heads with uh, an opposing offensive or defensive lineman or or a linebacker, in this uh, case maybe a Keenan Peeler, whatever it may be, and they're looking to maybe move on to USF film and uh, USF game planning. We're getting to that point, but there's still about about three or four more practices of competition to occur. So even though it is getting a bit more physical, they're trying to keep them healthy. That's the number one priority, it seems. And Elisa actually mentioned that. He said yesterday, we may have to play this soundbite here too, but uh, Elisa stated that, uh, we're good coaches if we get uh, our, our guys healthy to the game. We're bad coaches if we don't. So we got to definitely be be careful in that regard. Great. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been chatting with these guys quite a bit. I talked with uh, Blake Freeland uh, this last weekend at length, and he said um, that he's ready. You know, he's ready to move on to some other things. He's also said that like they haven't given him a ton of work because they're being very cautious with yeah. him. He told me in the scrimmage he got 11 reps, and that they told him. In advance, hey, you're going to get 11 reps. You're going to see this a little bit in those reps, and we're looking for this from you, and they just prepped him for that. So I think they're being very judicious with how they, you know, hand out these reps. And I've heard a lot of the young guys in a lot of these practices that we haven't been able to see or haven't get reports from the media that has been focused on a lot of these young guys, and uh, they're trying to get them ready to provide some depth because they want to go the whole stretch of the season with everybody healthy. And so I think it's a very strategic and, like, measured thing they're doing, and I agree with it, so... I like it. Uh, I, I really do. We've got to get these guys healthy. We did see, by the way, Dallin Holker out there in practice today. Uh, I don't know how many reps he took, but uh, he's been you know, essentially out. Uh, Steve Clark said that there was a minor little knee injury. He's been taken care of, but it looks like he's getting at least some work in now. Gunnar Romney was at practice just in Jersey, uh, but not in pads. Chaz Ayu has been at uh, mo- uh, most of the practices with his jersey on, but not practicing, not on the roster just yet. Just a couple of observations. Mori Bamba is out there. Lasala Tai is out there. We saw Caleb Hayes getting some work in with Mori Bamba after practice. Thought that was cool to see some mentorship going on with Caleb Hayes, arguably your CB1, uh, helping out Mo Bamba, your, your ju- Juco transfer with a tremendous upside and skill. But going back to Kalani Sitake on the Rich Eisen Show, have you had any – well, let me take a step back. Fights can be good. Fights can be good in practice, Talking, speaking of that competition. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get into the point now where maybe you don't want as many fights. But that first week, you know, a few fights here, there's a good thing. Just kind of keep them on a leash, though. But have you had any uh, – have you had to break up any fights during camp this year, Kalani? Yeah, I, I like I like. I mean, we have wonderful young men. and So I, I love the opportunity that, that we have to tell our guys to – you know, hey, let's let's just let's, let's you know take it easy a little bit, and then <laughs> I'd rather have that than try to jumpstart them every time. So, uh, I love the fact that these guys are excited to be on the field and and to get physical, and uh, you know, it makes me look good. I can be I get to be the the good guys. I can take it easy, <laughs> be a little too physical, things like that. You know what I mean? But sure, uh, I, I like the mindset of our team and the leadership, and so I'm really looking forward to the season. Yeah, looking forward to the season, but it is nice to keep those guys a bit on a leash. Now, how has your preparation for the Big 12 changed your recruiting philosophy? Well, just being able to balance everything because everyone's talking about the Big 12 and everyone's, and you have to mention that stuff because you're looking at a recruiting class uh, where they're going to they're going to be the first recruiting class of the Big 12 era for us, and so uh, you, you're able to talk about it, but at the same time, uh, you're focused on on this this year, you know, and. and Going into this, there's guys on our team that aren't going to be playing in the Big 12 that aren't really focused on that. And I think it's right. important that we give them every every bit of our focus and our attention 
And at the same time, we, we can wear many hats. We, we can micromanage a lot of different things, but the season is the most important thing. That's first priority. And the seniors and the, and the leaders on this team that have put in so much of their time and effort and their sweat, blood, and tears to get us to the Big 12, I think it's important that we give them everything we got and to make sure that we send them off uh, any of their career at BYU the right way. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to see the impact of, uh, of, of jumping to the Big 12 in, in recruiting. And, you know, you got to take your shots. But um, you, you still don't want to deviate from what has made you uh, money as we've gotten you a lot of W's, which is uh, your local talent. And uh, culturally, too, like who fits that uh, that, that uh, BYU way of life, too. So i uh, got to think outside the box in certain positions and maybe focus on your, your core recruiting pipeline for other positions. Yeah, I think we've kind of... We're honing in on, I think, a recipe for sustained success, which is we recruit old linemen really, really well. We evaluate the talent. We develop those guys, recruit them well. Linebackers, I think he's the exact same thing. We recruit those guys really, really well. If we can keep Ed Lamb around, we've been doing great with the secondary, recruiting mm-hmm. these guys. And then, obviously, quarterbacks. I think we've had we've got a name for quarterbacks. A-Rod's getting um, a reputation for developing guys and putting them in the league. Now it's can you fill in all the gaps from the transfer portal? And the mm-hmm. transfer portal kids, to me, seem more – um, ready to jump at the BYU experience and the BYU thing than a high school kid. A high school kid wants his friends to see that he's going to be wearing cool jerseys and he's going to a big brand. This when I talk with Christopher Brooks, he's like, dude, I needed to go somewhere to get my stock as high as I could. I looked at O-linemen. I looked at Tate. Mm-hmm. I thought BYU was the best fit. I didn't really know much about BYU or what independence was, but I went for it because I thought it was the best thing for me. So I think these transfer portal guys give us an opportunity to plug and play if we can recruit a core group of guys to be successful. And I think that's sustainable moving forward if we can keep doing that. Love that perspective. Finally, uh, do you think BYU could get lost in the shuffle of conference realignment as college football heads to super conferences and maybe even a professional model? Yeah, I can't live in the hypotheticals. I, I live in the, the reality, and, and and knowing that sometimes those and I, I'm trying. I, I say that by not being blind to what's ahead of us, but but at the same time, uh, focus on the here and now. We'll take care of the rest if we can do our job on the field and make ourselves relevant. Then then the rest is easy. So um, that's going to be my focus and the focus of our team. We can't control everything. Uh, we've already been through that already, and and so. Uh, adapt, uh, adapting to, to, to the right things and having a great attitude is going to be the key. Um, you know, hope and, and, and wishing for things is not a good strategy, so mm-hmm. we, we want to get things done that we can control, and that's the product that we can put on the field and making sure that I can get the most out of these players individually and that cohesively as a team we can function really well and, and uh, you know, be one of those teams and those programs that people will always talk about. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Love it. Great stuff from Kalani Satake, your head coach. Don't uh, be overly focused on the things you can't control right now. Uh, all you can control is uh, winning football games and and developing your guys and, and hopefully uh, – you know, putting BYU in a position where you're in the conversation and, and there's enough value add across the entire athletic department. Look, you're, you're in the Big 12, which is fantastic, and uh, in a much better situation than you've ever been. How will everything else that's going on, maybe in the Pac-12 and the Board of Regents and all these reports coming out from uh, the Big Ten as well uh, with uh, their new media rights deal being announced and, and the value that is there. And, and there's, just a, there's still a lot going on. It's going to be a conversation for the next year, maybe the next two years as uh, negotiations continue across all grant of rights media platforms so we'll keep an eye no doubt here on espn 960 but uh, we're going to go to break we're going to address our question of the day coming up next next and also give you some of our media day observations from practice and what we're hearing about this cougar football team this is cougar sports on espn 960 Said she tired little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm little toy. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built, not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Post Malone is the band of the day, chosen by Bryce Larson and brought to you by royalarmybrand.com. BYU swagger to buy fans for fans. Got to stay loyal to the Royal. Rep the wide the right way. Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at royalarmybrand.com. Conversational pieces galore. You'll love them. Uh, look good, feel good, play good in the best BYU licensed apparel in the business. Jake, you got some you got some Royal Army brand gear. What do you think of it? Okay, guys, I my friends had had some for a while. I'd never picked any up. We went to that remote. I picked it up. I'm completely sold. Like I'm waiting for another pop up shop, and I'm gonna 27th at, at Days Market in Provo. So if you want to okay. be there with Coo Connect too, feel okay. free. We can, we can talk. Dude, to I would love to. I gotta I gotta pick up some more gear. I got the. That uh, Beat Digger Coog that's all black except the Cougars Royal. It's one the Kalani reps all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, they t- they One of the, those guys. Who's the guy who hopped on the radio with us? I forget his name already. The young guy. Um, oh, oh, shoot. Chummer, I, I, I just... They're uh, at... Uh at the did his, remote? Yeah, he did his remote. He's He was, like, picking me out gear, and I'm like, dude, I trust in you. I've never bought any before. Sure. But now I'm a huge fan. Like, uh, I was actually hyping it up on Twitter. Someone said, where do I get the best gear? And I'm like, guys, I'm late to the, the party here, but it really is Royal Army brand. Like, that's where to go. It's good stuff, no doubt about it. Appreciate you repping it. Uh, you guys can rep it as well. Go to royalarmybrand.com. Bryce Larson behind the glass. And Gavin Lee, let's welcome Gavin Lee to the show, social media manager, ESPN 960 reporter. Gab, how the heck are you, bro? Doing good. How are you doing? Good, man. You were uh, you were live down at practice. You got to see uh, most of uh, the media. I think if not, I think you you were out there right from the beginning when the media was uh, allowed out to to watch. Uh, um, I think one of the team segments. Uh, what did you see? What did you like, Gav? Um, I I liked Jacob Conover. Like the first moment I walked out, I felt he hit a good hook route, and then uh, Cash Peterman. Knocked Shout it right to- down the uprights, and nice. I really liked that. The defense looked great. Caleb Hayes took it to the house. Um, a little pick six? Pick six, yeah. Um, 
I also really liked D'Angelo. He had a really good batting away play. A little pass breakup. Yeah, a little pass breakup. And then Blake Mangelson uh, knocked down a pass from Fennigan on a rollout. So nice. I, I was really impressed with the defense. I thought they played amazing. Like the commentary. So Caleb's gotten some flack. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an amazing corner. I think he's CB1, by the way. Mm-hmm. Get your thoughts on that, too. But, um, you know, what a great player he was for the Cougs last year. I remember that USC game to finish off the, 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 uh, the that drive, and uh, Jackson Dart wasn't able to convert on a fourth down, game over. Caleb's been awesome. The only thing that you can criticize Caleb for is not coming down with INTs. And he's going to do it this year. Like, he's going to figure it out. Like, I've seen him multiple times after practice. He's getting reps on the jugs, mm-hmm. uh, getting extra footwork in. Uh, today he had got extra work in, uh, not only on the field but at, uh, on the jugs. And then he went and worked with Mo Bamba, the Juco transfer. So, I mean, this kid just loves the game. Uh, he told us he's on a social media fast for the next month as he's focusing on football, putting football first. I love that, man. Caleb Hayes, uh, he's going he's gonna to be really good this year, and I think he's an NFL cornerback, and it'll be cool to see him make that transition and um, and, and hopefully see the fruits of his labors that he's put in this offseason. Yeah, I think that the only thing to take him from being maybe on the fringe of undrafted free agent to maybe late round is the picks. Like if he starts if he's had those two picks against USC, first of all the game's over, yeah. but he's also like a hero. He's a le- he's a Cougar legend right away. And I I, it's, I haven't known that he's doing the jugs work, but I know he this off season from the moment spring ball got out, he went back home and trained with his personal trainer who teaches this square technique is uh, what he calls it. And he talks he's talking about it several times. He's very passionate about working his technique, his craft. Mm-hmm. Um the guy has a mission, and his mission is to get into the league. The guy that teaches that square technique to him, I'm forgetting his name now, but his coach has put several dudes in the league, and if he can come put that final piece into his game of coming up with those picks, if he gets his hands on them, yeah. he's got he's got a, a couple shots to, to bring him in last year, then I think he's going to blow up. I really do. Love those, uh, those thoughts. Uh, one of the guys that is receiving a bit of love from the coaching staff and love that, uh, that Gavin mentioned him is uh, – uh, the Juab Was, Mr. Uh, uh, Mangelson, yeah, number 93. Apparently he's uh, grown into a, a man recently <laughs> over the off season. He's like 6'6", I think 270 or so right now. He's put on some good weight. Uh, Jan Jorgensen actually mentioned, you'll, you'll hear it in the 530 segment, the entirety of it, but Jan mentioned that he's one of the standouts mm. thus far through camp along the defensive line. Of, it may be a newcomer, if you will. Yeah. I was texting with Alden Tofa. Um, a little bit, and uh, he's told me everyone's going to eat this year on the D-line. Those were his words. Everybody's going to eat this year because I've had my eye on John Nelson, who he looks like a totally different human. He looks so much bigger. He was already fast, and he's been working his technique. And I've had some of these guys, but I haven't had my eyes on Blake, so it's it's really a sign of confidence to me that we've got some of these guys that I'm not even like haven't been on my radar to look for that are showing out in camp. I, I think there's depth there, guys. I think we – have guys healthy. I think there's depth. I think there's been a lot of growth and maturity over the last year in that position group, so I'm super excited about it. Yeah, as am I. I, I think uh, that's why we focused on the defensive line today with all of our interviews. Ronald Weaver the third caught up with Alden Tofa and I believe Preston Hadley, so we'll have that sound later for you. I caught up with Jan Jorgensen. Brandon C. Gurney was able to interview uh, Gabe Summers, 
who I really like. I call him the Slippery Eel. Apparently, he doesn't like that nickname, but he said <laughs> Ben can continue to call me that. Uh, I just like because he's he's just a slippery guy. But Gumby is uh, what they call him around Provo. Really good, really good football player. Second uh, second move guy. May not beat you on the first move, but he he beats everybody on the second move, uh, and he gets after the quarterback. So I like me some some Gumby, some Gabe Summer. So uh, do you feel like that's almost even more telling of a great pass rusher though? Because you're not fo- you've got the ability to recover your momentum and your balance and make a second move. It's a counter. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you, you, you want to set up people anyways. I mean, it's very rarely that you – it's hard to find a guy that just wins on first moves anyway. I mean, the Ziggy Ansas that are just uh, able to, like, just walk you back due to their length and strength, uh, they only come around so often. So uh, a guy like Jan Jorgensen is who I compared Gabe to, but Gabe's a bit bigger, different type Body of player. Type, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit do- different body type, but Jan used to win on his second move yeah. all the time. He may push a field, a really violent strike with the hands, and then spin, move back inside and uh, get the offensive tackle on his heels, and then he's inside you. It wasn't the first move. It's the second move. It's the setup as well. And then every once in a while, he just butt- button pressure and back you into the, the quarterback, but... Uh, it, having that, that that second move is what is to me it, it, at BYU is really important. So technically sound guy. So the defensive line I think is a is an underrated aspect of this Cougar football team, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm more optimistic this year probably than most. I uh, blue goggled. I, I getting to our question of the day going to be brought to you by Ruby's in rubiesin.com. If you go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960, you're going to get 20% off your stay at Ruby's Inn, right next to Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. Hike, bike, razor, and horseback ride through them hoodoos. You'll love making memories with friends and family members uh, amongst those red rock formations that jut forth from this beautiful earth. Uh, It's one of the wonders of the earth, in my opinion. Go to Bryce Canyon National Park and make sure you're staying at Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. But uh, my prediction is fairly optimistic. Dare I say even blue-goggled, royal blue-goggled, <laughs> Royal Army brand blue-goggled. I, I'm typically like, you know, an 8-4, and 9-3 and three guy. Like, I feel pretty good about this team. But this team can beat any team on this freaking schedule. And it's a tough schedule, there's no doubt. But we match up well with everybody on this schedule. So more so than anything, I'm worried about the longevity once you get into the season. And so uh, I'll start it off here. 10-2 and two is what I have it at. And I'm calling losses versus Notre Dame and uh, and Arkansas. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that Arkansas is the best team or Notre Dame is the best team on the schedule. In fact, it very well could be Baylor and Oregon that are actually the best teams on this schedule that BYU will be facing. The problem is, what does our depth look like come Arkansas, Notre Dame and Arkansas? Are we starting QB2? Um, are we as proficient and efficient? Are we, are we starting RB2? Mm-hmm. And we're we're dipping into all of a sudden Jackson McChesney or Miles Davis or Lopina Katoa. Do they give us as much electricity as a Chris Brooks? Probably not. Most likely not. Uh, but they're good. Yeah, they're solid players. And in in years past, they're they they may be an RB one um, in, in other on other rosters. But uh, this is a tough schedule. I'm I'm saying ten to two, and I'm optimistic. I'm blue goggled, etc. I think the defense is much better than Cougar fans are giving it credit for right now. The secondary is really good. Um, they they they're solid. You're going to have to be at a, a very efficient quarterback to 
to fit it in some of the windows that these linebackers and defensive backs are are, are limiting right now. Um, and and so you have a lot of proven talent there, a lot of depth. I, I said I'd be disappointed if it wasn't a top 40 defense, and I think it'll be better than that, even given the strength of schedule. So uh, I'm pretty I, I'm pretty adamant that this is going to be a really good team. Fingers crossed, stay healthy. But those are my two losses. What do you got for us, Jake? Man, I'm I... – can we just preface this by saying I know it's really hard to win football games. It is. And, like, you look at the Boise State game last year. It's a game we really didn't have any business losing. But you blame it on the rain. You can blame it on turnovers. You blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. It's just hard to win games. And still, guys, I'm still thinking it's a, we're an 11-1 and team. I, I do. I, I just really – I, okay. I know that is the most blue goggle take of anybody which, I've seen which, so far. Which, which loss? Where's the loss? My at? goodness, that's a tough question. I think you could easily attribute it to Baylor, Notre Dame, Arkansas, or Oregon. Like, I don't know where. I'm just yeah, saying – I was hoping something... you'd say, like, Boise State in November. Oh, my it's like, God. It's cold and, like, you know, it's, they just had our number in Boise. Like... That, that'll just break my heart. If we make it that far undefeated and drop that game, like, well, I would be destroyed. Remember when we destroyed Boise season? Yeah, we you did know, the same thing to them. They, they could just see them do it. It. Yeah. I could, Kelly Paping is up there. Miley's up there. They're like, we could stick it to them. They're trying to tap into Utah talent a little <laughs> bit more with some of their connections. Yeah. Like that game matters to Boise State, uh, and they want to say, hey, we're we're Big Twelve material too. If BYU can do it, so can we. So yeah. can we. There's gonna have some. There's gonna be some fun storylines leading up to that Boise game. Don't be surprised if if we do go one, eleven and one. BYU loses to Boise State, oh which gosh, I would dude. hate. That would be brutal. That would just be brutal. It'd be, it'd be the reverse thing we did to them. Was it 2019? Yeah, with Baylor, <laughs> with Baylor and the fake fourth and ones to Bushman, and then Kafensis coming in at the end to ice the game. That was a great game, and I so good. That would be terrible if it flipped it for us on that season. But I just think there's a loss in there somewhere. I don't know where to pick it. It could very easily be two losses. I, I'm I'm close to being a ten and two guy, but I just know there's so much depth in the tre- depth in the trenches mm-hmm. that I see us being able to compete and maybe control the ball game if uh, we're able to do that. So. Gavin Lee, what do you got? What's your uh, win loss projection and why? Oh uh, yeah, you haven't looked at it, or you look? Have you looked at it? All right, I'm gonna uh, all right. I'm gonna move on from Gavin. <laughs> Gavin doesn't want to get chime in on this one. Bryce Larson. Uh, EP for Cougar Sports. What do you got? Yeah, I've got uh, BYU at nine and three this year. The losses are to Oregon, Arkansas, and Boise, and the reason is because coming off that Baylor game, um, just coming off a high, mm-hmm. I think going on the road to Oregon is going to be a tough game. Um, it, so I, I don't, I don't know that you know. In the past, BYU has been that team where they reach a peak and then fall into a valley right as soon as they have a big win they kind of let us down with with a bad loss that wouldn't be a bad loss on the road to Oregon but uh, it's going to be a tough game and then um difficult after so I've got them beating Notre Dame in Las Vegas um, but I think that just you're going to see a lot of attrition in that game Um, there's going to be some I don't want to say it but there's always injuries saying it there's (laughs) always injuries right so um, coming back against Arkansas after that tough game dudes are going to be beat up um, so I think we're going to lose to to Arkansas, and then uh, beating Boise on the road is always tough. BYU's only done it once, so I think they're going to lose up in Boise. But we'll see. Nine and three is what I've got. Okay, I'm going to put out uh, a poll today in conjunction with the question of the day. Um, I, is anyone out there saying twelve and zero? Like no one's out there saying twelve and zero. That right? would be so. That's so hard, guys. This schedule is legit. Like I'm, even my my eleven and one, I feel like is super blue goggled. It really is. Like. 
I'm just leaning on the depth in the trenches there to say we can do it. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's so hard to say 12 and 0. But 11 and 1, I feel like you're still in the NI six, the New Year six conversation, mm-hmm. and it's a possibility. And, and maybe like because in a poll day, you know, you typically have like one, you know, one response that you can choose. I almost wonder if I should couple 11 and 1 slash 12 and 0. Yeah, you know, and then go 10 and 2 slash 9 and 3, and yeah, you know, that's what I'll do. Yeah, you know, because I, I feel. I feel disingenuous saying twelve and zero, and that's actually odd. And then eleven and one, ten and two, and nine and three. Like we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I got to couple these up. I may have to double them up a bit. Uh, so, um, so maybe it's a little bit more accurate. But uh, we're gonna go to break. We'll put that out there here momentarily. But a lot of BYU fans right now, and I, I, I like I said, I don't like to overhype teams. And anyone that says I overhype teams is lying to you because, and they're just uh, taking maybe certain tweets. And not actual projections. I may like highlight players. I may uh, highlight coaches or what have you, or highlight off-season accomplishments. Uh, but uh, when it comes to projections, I've been pretty consistent at around that seven and five, nine and three mark. I don't think I've called a double-digit win season maybe ever in the independent era, except for maybe before 2000, maybe 14 or 15, maybe it was, I was a little bit optimistic because Taysom yeah. was coming back and that 2014 would have, would have been very, very special yeah. uh, had he stayed healthy all because of the cleat, all because of the vapor cleat. Never wear vapor cleats, guys. Okay. Just, uh, <laughs> word to learn. no offense to Nike and vapor, uh, but, uh, Nike makes a great cleat, just not the vapor. If you're if you're a five foot seven, 150 pound soccer player, wear the vapor. Great. If you're bigger than that, don't wear the vapor because it's lost us a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. It really has. It, it's a lost a lot. Travis Tuiloma and Taysom were both wearing vapors that year. Jeez. Don't wear them. Don't wear them. Liz Franck's a hell of a. It's a female canine. Yeah. Is is uh, <laughs> is, uh, is is Liz Frank. We're gonna go to break. Uh, we're gonna welcome in Brandon Seagurney coming up next. The G-Man to give us his practice observations. He caught up with a few of the defensive linemen. Want to get his thoughts on win-loss projection as well. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios. Let's talk about stats. I got Jake Brandon, Coug Connect, by my side. Uh, and uh, this segment's going to be brought to you by our good friends at Orthopedic Pros of Utah, orthoprosofutah.com. What do we do at Orthopros of Utah? We specialize in injury prevention. We want to keep you doing the things that you love, uh, especially if you're a high school football player. So if you're worried about injuries, if you're worried about uh, uh, getting rolled up in the trenches, which does happen on occasion, wear those knee braces, wear those ankle braces from Orthopros of Utah. We distribute DJO Global, Don Joy Braces, the best orthopedic and sports medicine braces known to man. Uh, also, uh, looking for a competitive advantage, get your get the Don Joy wrist wraps. Watch any college football day uh, of uh, uh, you know on on the television and or NFL, and you'll see Don Joy wrist wraps on all of your interior guys, offensive, defensive linemen, linebackers as well, because you can push press, you can button press, you can uh, uh, you you have greater grip strength. It is a competitive advantage, and you can get that competitive advantage at Orthopros of Utah. 801-400-5318. That's 801-400-5318. Let's welcome Ed 
Cougar Sports Insider. We got the G Man Brandon C. Gurney on the line. What's up, G Man? How you doing, Colonel? Good to see Gurney, you again. Good to hear from you again, brother. Um, G-Man, uh, let's start off with this. Uh, your projection, let's ta- start with a stat in our stat of the day. What's your win-loss projection for this BYU football team this season and why? I think it's 8-4, and four, but I think this is going to be a better team than last year. And I think that the four games, the four mo- most likely losses people look at are Notre Dame, Oregon, Arkansas, and uh, and Baylor. I think they're going to win one of those games, and I've said on the show before. I think I actually think that game's going to be Notre Dame. I think BYU is going to upset Notre Dame, and I, and I think I'm alone on that. But I'm going to stand by that one. But I also think there's a lot of sneaky games that look scary when we, when you talk about a Liberty, a Boise State. I think even that Utah State games. Someone brought up online, and I thought it, it was a good argument. Uh, playing Wyoming after that opening gauntlet, maybe that's a scary game, and a lot of people pointed out. Out, out South Florida. So I, I think there's a lot of people that take those games for granted and whatnot. So I think it's very likely this team's going to be 8-4, and four, but still a very good product. I, I know saying 8-4, and four, that, that sounds like I'm down on this team, but I'm not at all. I just think the competition's going to be really, really good. I think everyone's underestimating Baylor. I think that's, to me, that's the toughest game on the entire schedule. We'll see if that's a validator or not. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with 8-4. and four. What's interesting about this BYU football team in the last three years, I think we, we need to kind of take these losses into account here. 2019, you went 7-6. and six. Uh, You lost to Utah, ranked Utah team. You lost to Washington, a very good Washington team, a ranked Washington team. The Toledo and USF games shouldn't have been <laughs> losses. Uh, but I believe, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they had some, they had some decent football players. Those were close losses. Uh, and then you lost to a, a good San Diego State team, a 10-win San Diego, a double-digit win San Diego State team, and then a Hawaii team that uh, won 10 games. So um, those were both close losses there. And then you, you go to the 2020 season, you lost to a Coastal Carolina team who was a multi or a double-digit win team. So you're looking at the double-digit win teams typically that uh, uh, that that are projected here. And then Boise State, uh, Baylor losses last year. Both of those teams were good. Maybe the Boise State game shouldn't have happened and then uab shouldn't happen as well but you kind of overachieved a little bit too you maybe won games that you weren't supposed to win and you lost games that you weren't supposed to lose so i guess i i kind of flipped the script here what type of scenario could you see where byu wins games that they're not supposed to win and then loses to teams that they're not supposed to lose to at least in the preseason aspect of things yeah, yeah. Well, injury is the obvious uh, uh, equalizer in that respect, and, and and I've kind of thought about what's what's keeping me from getting totally on board with the ten and two guys, and maybe even the eleven and one guys, and, and I and I think it's just the pronounced deficiencies we saw last year within the defense, where where teams have figured out they can just run and minimize possessions and keep games very close with BYU. And and I need to be sold that that's not going to be a problem. And we've talked about this on the show. Maybe just having Keenan beat Peely back is going to be fine. And I am encouraged by the interviews I did today while I was down there, where where you had Zofatea and I interviewed Gabe Summers. Both those guys have not been a hundred percent for a long time. And, and when I talk about guys that can just break through and be that guy that can hold the line and just stand off. And what I really like talking to Zoe about 
was I asked, what's the best move to counteract what, what the offensive line does? He says, just stand them up, just stand on that block, and just, and just, and just lunge at the runner. So he says that that's the best thing we can do, and, and to get that leverage, and that's something Gabe Summers was not able to do at all last year, or at least not with uh, um, much effectiveness, just because he was playing without a kneecap. I, I, that, yeah, that hurts your leverage, and, and I think Zoe's has been healthy for a long time, and I think we saw Zoe his first year, just how good he can be, and I don't think we've seen that since, just because he's been hampered by it. Both of those guys feel 100%, and I think Given that what we've seen, we've seen the glimpses of him, and Gabe's never been uh, his first year. He hadn't even prepared to play for football. He he just walked on without any preparation. Just going to say, "Hey, cool, yeah, I'm going to play football again." Just one year removed from mission service. Then he got hurt, and now he's back. And and, and I think the upside for these guys is probably more so than I think most fans realize. Certainly more than I realized heading into the season. So, so we'll see if that comes about. But, but if BYU can merely stop the run, yeah, I might be with those ten and two guys. Uh, I, I think that's a really, really big thing, and, and what's going to ultimately make or break the season, in my opinion, along with a, a potential injury to Jaron Hall, could certainly upset a lot of things. Although I'm, I, I'm also higher on the prospects of Jacob Conover than I was a month ago before fall practice started. Yeah. So all that together, um, maybe eight and four is too pessimistic in, in my mind. I, I I just really regard the teams high on BYU's schedule. I think it's a really tough schedule. I think it's tougher than last year. I think it's clearly tougher than last year. You're not playing Pac-12 pa- patsies anymore. Well, let's be honest, the Pac-12 is full of a, a bunch of patsies. They are. <laughs> They're not a good conference. They're an overrated conference. They have been. Baylor's not overrated. Baylor's going to be really, really good again this year. I think Notre Dame's overrated, and, and that's why I think that's the game BYU's going to get. Arkansas, that's going to be very interesting, and I do think Oregon, when we talk about patsies, I, I don't want to include Oregon in that because they do have that talent, and I think with the coaching changes, they're going to be refocused and, 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 and to go get it. But but then you, you think about it with a new coaching re- regime, a new systems in third game of the year, Maybe that's not going to be a product that we think it is, and maybe that that's your upset game right there. So yeah, I'm kind of talking myself out of the eight and four. Maybe I'll go nine and three next week when I when I co-host Criddle. <laughs> we'll see where I'm at, but 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 I do think I do think this is going to be a very good football team. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think most are kind of residing in that ten and two, nine and three scenario. Um, I don't know where they're at, 10-2, 9-3, and, two, nine and three, but um, it's probably 50-50, those that are a little bit more optimistic, those that see the three losses. And, you know, no one's really talking about Stanford. Stanford has a lot of returning talent, too. That could be a kind of end-of-season yeah. deal where – Yeah, you're right. Um, no one's talking about Stanford. That's no a good one, point. No one brings up Stanford as a potential loss. Yeah. It's crazy to me. And I'm like, uh, you know, even me, like, I'm like, why, why am I not giving – Credence to Stanford, who has a lot of returning talent this season, and an NFL quarterback at yeah. the helm in Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee's the great equalizer, right? If you've got an yeah. NFL quarterback and spread the ball around, it can make anybody competitive. You can beat anybody on any day. So. Yeah, and, and, and Stanford's not too shabby up front. They, they traditionally have some pretty good uh, offensive linemen there to protect their quarterback. So I uh, love that, uh, that perspective. Uh, G-Man, uh, any takeaways specifically from practice that you'd like to chime in on and, uh, and educate our fans on? Well, I'm just what stood out to me, and I have to give props to Blaine Fowler because he kind of pointed it out to us. Was Caleb Hayes really putting the time with the new guy, uh, Rory Mamba? I uh, just just putting him through all 
everything and all that. And and I've noticed he, he's been a guy that kind of lingers after practice, a guy that I think he's really taken a leadership role. And and when you talk about leaders on this BYU defense, there, there's kind of a, a a deficiency there to some regard. But I, I think Caleb Hayes is really stepping up to be a guy and and I think he's clearly established him, himself as the number one cornerback uh, heading into the season, and and, and I'm just really impressed. And, and he told everyone he had that pick six today. I think his ability, his leadership, and his dedication, I I, I think is, is significant. I think it's going to be a potential big boost to this defense. Uh, that's kind of my lasting impression. I don't think we learned a lot from 11-on-11s. 11 uh, there weren't a lot of first-teamers out there for the open session we saw, and it was very abbreviated. So, so I, what I'm going to take from that, absolutely nothing. Uh, we did see Keanu Hill go up and get a, get a nice ball, but, but that's probably the extent of it. And it was nice to see uh, 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 Dallin Holker suited up. I, I don't know how many reps he took. I, I know you were asking about you really wanted to know that information, but mm-hmm. but at least he had pads on, right? He had pads yeah. and a helm, helmet on, so that that's encouraging. Uh, that, that might be a mystery that that's not un, unfolded until game time against USF. Is how healthy is Dallin Holker? That might be a thing. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that comes about. Love it. Uh, G-Man, Brendan C. Gurney, stay up to date on all of the fall camp news and notes on his Twitter. And I uh, appreciate you hopping on to, today, G-Man, to give us some, uh, oh, some insight. Oh, oh, and I do want to point out that Matthew Criddle had an interception today. Yeah, he, Kalani came up to me and said he had a pick today. So I was like, oh, yeah, yes. okay, all right, in team yeah. segment. So yeah, shout out to Matthew plays, Criddle getting, picking off a pass. Uh, he told me it was against, I think I think Jacob Conover threw it. So 17 to 17, it's just a match made in heaven. 17 just looking <laughs> at 17. Go. Hey, he's like, hey, I'll give, I'll give it to my, my guy across the way who reps the same number. Uh, shout out to Jacob for you know, you know putting it on the money, if you will. No, it, it, nice pick by Matthew Criddle. Now, we didn't get to see it. Um, but uh, I was told by multiple sources he picked off a pass today in team. So shout out to to Matt. Uh, good stuff from him. He's been playing more free safety apparently. Is what uh, Kalani told me. Hmm. So he's like, yeah, he's been playing free safety. So I'm like, okay, all right. He's mostly been at strong, but there there's a lot of cross training that goes on um, in that uh, you know in that secondary, and that's I'm cool with it. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, you got to get guys ready and create some depth there. So uh, any other thoughts, G man, before we let you go? No, that's all I got. I, I, there's really not much to take away from what we saw, which was basically nothing. So, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's what I got today. All right. Thanks, G-Man. Appreciate you hopping I, I on. I could make something up, but no, no I'm not going to go there. Don't anyway. go there. All right. Thanks, G-Man. Appreciate you, man. Right, Thanks we'll for hopping see. on today. We're going to go to break. We'll talk about some more stats in the following segment. Uh, but uh, that was a Let's Talk About Stats segment, always brought to you by OrthoPros of Utah, orthoprosofutah.com. If you're looking to uh, uh, brace up uh, and uh, stay healthy throughout the long and arduous high school football season, uh, the, typically the best offensive lines and the best defensive lines, I would say, win championships in high school, win state championships in high school, own it in the trenches, and you could say quarterback play, but hey. You can be an average quarterback, an average running back behind the best offensive line in the state and win a state championship, uh, whether it's Arizona where I played ball or in California, Nevada. You see you just see, see a lot of different teams, especially here in Utah. They win uh, on the offensive line, but it's hard to do it when uh, you're not healthy. So brace up. Uh, preventative medicine is the best medicine, so hit us up, 801-400-5318. That's 801-400-5318. 
uh, orthopros of Utah, orthopros of Utah.com. Coming up next, we got Parker Fleming, Stats of War, College Football Insider, uh, a man of the metrics, uh, a guru of the metrics. Follow him on Twitter at Stats of War. He comes up with some great stuff. I, I want to get uh, his thoughts on his projection from a, a Big 12 uh, a Big 12 insider, right? Uh, he, he covers TCU football as well. I think that's where he attended uh, his, uh, his university training, as they call it these days, the, the training that he got for his, uh, his professional career and his education. So we'll welcome in Parker coming up next. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 